Hey Rebel Souls, welcome back to the Rebel Rising podcast with me, your host Katie. And today I am joined by the beautiful Melissa Matson from Ember Brand Agency. And we're going to dive into some interesting topics, particularly around brand storytelling and why that is so important with your marketing. So I'm going to ask you, Melissa, to introduce yourself, tell or introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you started Ember. Oh my goodness, that is a big old question. So hello, if you don't know me, I'm Melissa and I'm the founder and chief brand architect of Ember Brand Agency. And we launched, I launched Ember with a real let's say I'm on a serious crusade to ignite fires all around the world. And what I mean by that is every single entrepreneur, startup, founder, purpose-led CEO has a reason why they have chosen to start the business. And I see it as my job to help ignite that passion and share it with the rest of the world. So um, there are so many incredible business owners out there, but actually communicating that to the rest of the world sometimes isn't everyone's skill set. And I think that magic just needs to be shed, basically. Mm. So yeah, we launched, um, we're fairly new into industry um, as an agency, but my experience and background, so I've come from big brands, Mars, Starbucks, 20th Century Fox, um, been an independent brand strategist for several years. So yes, live and breathe brand and also personal development junkie as well. So I love kind of inspiring others and building that potential as well. So yeah, I love it's that. an amazing place to be in. You've worked with some big ass brands, right? We have, yes. yes. So like, tell me, how does it, how does it feel now to have your own brand agency versus working in like the big corporate world? Oh my goodness, chalk and cheese. <laughs> um, I am, I think this is why we get on so well. I am a natural rebel. Um, so even in the corporate space, I was very much the entrepreneur. So I believe you could be an entrepreneur in any environment. So even within corporate, I didn't necessarily play by the rules, let's say. So I was always given a blank piece of paper and told to just go out and get new business. Mm-hmm. That was that was my remit within those corporate spaces. So having the big brand background is great, um, but that also comes with a lot of red tape. Mm-hmm. It's really slow. You need to ask permission for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of rules and ways of doing things, which actually is really helpful in some ways when you've got a big machine, but actually the, the, the joy of doing your own thing for me is freedom, flexibility Mm. and moving freaking quickly. (laughs) If you have an idea that there is no one else to seek permission from, you can just kind of go and make it happen. And for me, that's how I like to operate. Um, I like the fact that we can have an idea one day and go and create it the next. So that level of of freedom and flexibility is, yeah, it's it's a joy to me versus mm. being within a corporate tight knit rules and regulations landscape. Yeah, I think that's a, a big problem in corporate. I suppose not a, well, it is a problem, right? It's a problem for when you have creative people like you and me, creative employees, And you come up with these incredible ideas. I remember when I was working in big tech, it was, you would have this idea. And when I was leaving, years later, that (laughs) idea was being, you know, put into reality. Like it takes that long because you've got budgets and you've got priorities and you've got, you know, everything else. And I think it makes it so much easier when you are working with entrepreneurs, um, you know, founders, startups that kind of vibe that 
they really have innovation at the heart and it makes it so much more fulfilling to me as, you know, a, a mentor and a consultant. And I'm sure to you as a brand strategist as well, that it it just makes it so much more interesting. Exactly. And a big part of why I do what I do with Ember as well is the passion side of it. Mm. So I have no interest in working with big corporates with brand if I'm just talking to, you know, a marketing person, it's their salary, it's their day job. They've got no invested passion attached to it. Mm -hmm. For me, what gets me excited and why I love what I do is working with entrepreneurs and, and founders is because it's their baby. Like they are so excited by the thing they're bringing to the world. Yeah. I get excited by that. It's like infectious. It's infectious, contagious passion. Mm. And you don't get that level when you're in a big corporate machine. Yeah. Um, maybe once upon a time when they found it, it was if it, it might still be founder led. Mars is, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's, you know, a lot of distance between the founder and the people on the ground, so to speak. Yeah. Whereas actually tangible passion, it, that's what I love. That's why I work with you know, the world that we're in. Mm -hmm. I remember um, when I was working for Dell and we like, so I didn't work in, in brand, but we had certain brand guidelines that we had to adhere to. And I remember like thinking when I started, our logo is so out of date, you know, it needs to be. And I think it was about five years after I started before they changed their logo. So things like that are really hard to change in a big brand, you know, in a big corporate environment. And it could be anything like, you know, we were using outdated fonts on our website and things like that. And for me, managing the e-commerce side and the websites, I was like, I want to change this, but I couldn't. And it was very frustrating. Um, So I think that's what happens to employees as well. They lose the passion because they can't do the things they want to do, right? So when you can't be creative and you have these blocks it stops you from being so passionate and fiery about the things that you're doing yeah I think you're right I think it all comes down to creativity Mm -hmm. I think every single person whether you're a business owner or not should have a creative outlet um I think it's just good for the soul basically but if you can be creative in your job or in your business like then then you've got a whole different level of fulfillment Mm. and purpose and the like injecting that with some um you know feminine flow as well not just the masculine energy of mm-hmm. figures and sales targets and all of that kind of stuff I think it's really important to have a well-rounded um just a well-rounded job at the end of the day that you love totally because you're, you're at work you're at work a long blooming time <laughs> yes exactly so uh tell me about like the problems that you see with let's say you know, newer entrepreneur, and I mean newer entrepreneurs, I mean like someone who's maybe under six figures, who's who's not got to the six figure mark yet, the 10K month yet. And the problems that you see with them when it comes to like their brand story. So brand story is so huge mm. as a topic. And I think most people start creating a brand story with, if someone says to you, what's your brand story, right? Mm. Most people think their founder story, how they started the business. Oh, there was a spark and then there was an idea and then there was a journey we went on and these are the obstacles we overcame and this is the outcome and yeah. this is how I can now help you. It's like, a, it's, a, it's a chronological, linear, start to finish story of, of where the idea came from where you are right now. Mm-hmm. That that story has its place mm. to a certain extent. It's great for PR. It's great for building connection. If people can see themselves in your story, you know, they resonate with that journey. But actually, I think one of the, the biggest things you can think about when you talk, think about storytelling is actually it's not, not about you. <laughs> no one cares about you. As lovely as it is, as nice as it is to build personal relationships and personal brand is really important. Absolutely. But 
there is another part of storytelling, which is you need to make your audience, yeah. your consumer, your customer, the hero of the story. Mm -hmm. They are the hero. Everything is about them. And you play the role of a guide. You're there mm -hmm. to support them on their journey. So I think where people go wrong is they make, um, I'm sure it's the same in marketing, they make everything about themselves. Mm -hmm. And that can get you so far. But actually, if you want to build meaningful like relationships and connection with your audience, then actually you've got to make it about them. So it's about building stories that resonate with your audience in a way that makes them see themselves in you mm -hmm. and actually how you can be the guy to help them where they want to get to. Exactly. I think that's where people go wrong. I think that, like you've said, like they have to see themselves in you. And rather than make the story about your audience, that's where because we're telling them, OK, they have to resonate with you. You have to be authentic. They have to be connected to you. Then they think you need to make they need to make their brand story about them. And I think that's where the confusion comes from when really it's that's how you connect to your audience, not how your brand story should be, not how your marketing should be. Your marketing needs to be about them. You can bring yourself into it so that they resonate with you as a person, but it's not all about you. Yeah. And I think I think you're amazing at this case, actually. It's about being vulnerable and sharing parts of you as, as, as you build your personal brand. Personal brand's mm. massive at the minute. But actually always remembering it's not really about you in business. Mm. As, as amazing as all your accolades might be, as incredible as all your experiences, that's great, but it's only as a facilitator for them to get to where they want to get to. Yeah. So it's always it's always just like flipping that narrative of, of a brand story being your journey. Mm -hmm. Yes, but it's more about why. Exactly. It's more about your journey and how it can help them. It's yeah, exactly. more about like sharing those pieces of you with intention that are going to benefit them. What I find with marketing, right, is that people think brand is for bigger brands, right? They think that brand is for, you know, the bigger businesses and maybe when they're further along in their journey as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, when really we know it is the fundamentals of understanding, well, what you're about, why you do what you do. And people buy because of like who you are and how they feel in your brand versus the products that you offer. It's always about the brand story, the values, the connection point. So how does someone who is in a newer, um, a newer entrepreneur is only, you know, trying to get to their first six figure year. How do they go about creating that brand story? What would you, what would you say are the, where to start? Yeah. And, and I think it's a really great point you made there about it, about it not necessarily being for the later on stages, mm -hmm. because that's why I call myself a, a brand architect, because I believe mm -hmm. genuinely brand is the foundation. It, like You have to build it as a foundation of your business that's solid and then you mm -hmm. build everything else on top. Right. So I, I fundamentally believe and this is where you have to get me off my soapbox here. But I do think like brand is the starting point of your business. Mm -hmm. The reason being when you understand so where to start, OK, I always talk about the four C's. Yep. Okay. First of all, get clarity. The first step is clarity. Who are you as a person? Who are you as a brand? Mm -hmm. Who are you talking to? How do you serve them? What's your USP? What makes you different? Like you need to answer all of these questions from day one mm -hmm. before you go out and talk about it. Because yeah. if you're not clear and if you haven't got clarity, nobody else is going to have clarity to either. Um, internal clarity breeds external clarity and communication. Oh, right? yeah. So, 
Yeah, exactly. But it's so it it's a, it blows my mind to a certain extent how many people go out and start sharing and talking about their business without actually knowing the answers themselves. So get that clarity from the beginning. Mm-hmm. The second thing is the second C is confidence. I think if you can show up with an unshakable belief in yourself, an unshakable belief in your business, that confidence, mm-hmm. you know, is magnetic. That confidence comes from the clarity. You'd be surprised when you've got clarity and you know your elevator pitches, yeah. that confidence then comes. Mm-hmm. You will show up differently and you'll know this as well. And with everyone you teach, I think it, it blows my mind again how few people underestimate the power of confidence when uh, building brands. So You need it. Yes. Yeah. Clarity and confidence, two biggies. Um, the third one is obviously connection, mm-hmm. connection to your audience. How are you going to build that connection through your content, through um, where do you meet them? Do you meet in person? Do you meet online? What does that connection ecosystem look like Mm. and then the fourth c is credibility yeah how are you going to be seen as that go-to authority regardless of whether you're selling pens as a product you want to be the best pen in the industry whether you're a service-based coach it doesn't matter what you're doing people buy expertise and credibility yeah um so how do you build a brand around that so i think if you if you really focus on unlocking the four C's, clarity, confidence, connection, and credibility. Mm-hmm. You can't go far wrong when it comes to then marketing yourself and, and building that brand into the future. I was literally thinking the same thing. I was like, this is just how I would work with my clients to get them to really understand their marketing because brand and marketing are often overlapped. Like when we think of your marketing yeah. message, essentially it's your brand story, you know, that you're bringing into your, your marketing. Um, so they very much overlap. So the first thing that I start with is those points. It's like, okay, well, we need to get clarity. But I think the the miscommunication or why people don't understand is that we're talking about clarity and getting clarity, but they're not making that connection to brand. When people think brand, they think the visuals, they think the yes. the logo, you know, what it gonna, what's it going to look like? You know, what does maybe your, your tagline or your headline of what your brand stands for, but they don't think about the depth and the clarity that's needed. Yeah, no, exactly. And that, that's, that's the number one mistake most new entrepreneurs make is they, they start with what does everyone do when they start a business? They register a domain name, uh, cho- yeah. choose the name of the business. They choose a color palette and probably pay 20 quid to get a quick, quick logo. And then they're off. They start running. The The problem comes is that that will only get you so far. That might get you 12 months down the line. And then you you have to start thinking about the deeper stuff because surface level doesn't last. Yeah. What people want from brand is substance. They want substance. They want deeper connection. They want a two-way dialogue with brands. You know, brands aren't just logos yeah. that talk at people anymore. They want that dialogue. So I think it's it's fair to say it can get you off the ground, just having some visual stuff. Mm-hmm. But as, as soon as you want to take it to that next level and you genuinely want to make it into something that generates a, a recurring, long, substantial, substa- sustainable is the word I'm looking for, mm-hmm. sustainable income, yeah. then you need to start thinking about building that brand from the inside out. Oh my God, from the inside out. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's, like... That's the phrase I use yeah. all the time. It's like, right, you know, the, the visuals are amazing, right? And yes, we need visuals and all of that. But like, you don't have to overthink the visuals first. What I would be thinking about is the clarity, is getting that like clarity about what you're about and who you're talking to. Knowing your ideal audience is going to make you sell a lot more of your programs, your offers than it is having pretty colors and a logo. 
like 1000%. So if you're going to put your money and your efforts into anything at the start, for me, it would be into your brand story, your brand clarity, getting to know all of that first, because you can, your color, they're going to adapt anyway. Your, your brand, like I've changed my brand visuals like three times in the last, you know, two years. So they're going to adapt and grow with you as you grow as a person, as you grow as a brand. But if you can get the fundamental basics, that that is going to help you yeah, to achieve more. Exactly. And just I think the, a, a really good question to ask yourself at the beginning is what do I want to be known for? Mm-hmm. As simple as that. What do I want to be known for? What do I want to be remembered for? So if I go into a room and meet 50 people and I leave that room, what is the thing they remember me for? Mm-hmm. That thing if you can describe it in three, five words, that's your brand. Yep. And you start there and you start to build around that and start to think, okay, how am I going to bring this to life through my messaging, through my visuals, through my experience, through how I show up, how do I speak? And that you start to build from that point. But but the starting point is always the, like, what am I? Who am mm. I? What do I want to be remembered for? Yes. And I think with um, if we talk about, say, ideal audience as well, when people talk about your your niche and your ideal audience and the, they think of or your ideal client, they start with things like, OK, she's female. She's, you know, between 30 and 40. You know, she lives in the UK. No, <laughs> that stuff is great and all is great to get you started. But the real thing is like, what what are her problems like what is what keeps her up at night what does she desire what does she struggle with day in day out you know what are the actions that she are t- she's taking to keeping her stuck right yeah so it's getting clarity on that on that who she is or who he is or who they are um is so much more important than you know going into the basics of like how much they earn and you know where they're where they're from and things like that it's the person that you really want to go after and often yeah that person is us at a you know a more at a a couple of steps back right I think that is is often what people they're trying to develop this character of somebody else when often when you actually look at yourself maybe a couple of steps back it's it's you yeah, most of the time I think it probably is. Mm. And I think I I have a real problem with when people say you must find a niche and it has to be super specific and demographic mm. niche. Because I've met 20-year-olds who are incredibly passionate entrepreneurs and super ambitious and incredible. And I've met 50-year-olds in exactly the same situation and they both have a common commonality. And for me, that commonality is what I want to work with. So that for me, I niche a mindset. I don't niche on demographic. I niche on, on the the type of person that I want to work with. Yeah, like exactly like you said, the deeper stuff, not not the superficial surface level shizzle that no one cares about. Because mm. actually, you can come from loads of different backgrounds but have a very similar mindset. So, yeah. what is the mindset? What keeps them up? You know, what are they aspiring to achieve? What's their desire? What's the thing that drives them? For me, that's a far more powerful and actually more effective way to build your brand from and on and from an ideal client point of view because. Mm that's what people buy they don't buy oh yes you're gonna get me a 2.4 bedroom house or whatever it is (laughs) it's not it's not the superficial stuff it's the Mm -hmm. it's the deep stuff that connects us as humans yeah and that's the piece that is powerful when it comes to brand and marketing Mm, absolutely and I think people miss that your marketing is your brand like you're marketing your brand story you're marketing 
your your brand like that's what you're marketing because that's what your products are and I think people miss that and they're like okay I don't need to focus on that now and I agree that when you're starting off your journey I don't think you should be putting thousands and thousands and thousands into creating a brand because you need to get the clarity first and that can take a little bit of time and I think it's okay to start you know and have it evolve as you evolve and then to you know invest but I do think your brand strategy and getting that clarity is important. And I think that's where you should start versus the visuals, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's why actually I refuse to have a brand agency that is just about the visuals or like if someone says, Mm. can you just come and do do it? Some, you know, logos and color palette. We will never do that because it's, it's so important. And the more people I've worked with, the more I've realized how important it is to have that coaching and that questioning and that holding space for the client to actually dig into these questions because quite often as a business owner, you know your your product, you know your service, but you don't mm. necessarily know the answers to who you are as a brand or how you want to show up in the world. So you need to have someone to challenge you, to ask those deeper questions and actually just hold space for that creative process to occur. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just go straight in with, I just need a color palette and a logo, well, you're, you're missing out the fundamental like space that needs to happen for a creative process to occur. So... I, I, I'm, I think we're so aligned on so many things because actually once you get the clarity, everything else becomes easy. Your sales uh, become easy. Your marketing becomes yeah. easy. You know who you're talking to. You know mm-hmm. how you're going to talk to them. And it comes from those initial conversations. And I think you can't have a brand without that depth of discussion and, and insight mm-hmm. and knowledge. So what are some questions apart from, you know, what they want to be known for, which you already said, what are some other questions that maybe someone could ask to get the clarity for themselves. Yeah, so I'm sure everyone who's listened to this probably heard of the Simon Sinek why model, the, the power of why. So it's so fundamentally important to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Yes, from a personal level, but also as a business, like what is the thing you aspire to achieve in the world and why are you doing what you're doing? And with brand, what we always encourage people to do is take a step back from your business Take a step up as if you're rising above your business, look down on your business and then think bigger. So it's it's expanding your current horizon of I'm just in the detail doing the do and getting the clients and, and building, building, building. Actually, with brand, you want to be you want to be stepping back. You want to be rising above and you want to be th- thinking bigger than your current situation. Mm. So think bigger. What is the impact you want to create in the world? Why are you doing what you're doing? Because you could do anything to make money, right? You can make money in a million different ways. So why this thing? Why is that so important? And and go seven layers deeper. Keep asking why, why, why until you get to the kernel of that. That's really, really important. Then you think about, okay, who uh, who else is out there doing what I'm doing? What else is in the market doing similar type of thing? That's really important, not from a comparison point of view, but to see where you can stand out. Where are you different? Mm, yeah. How are you showing up in a way that isn't like anybody else. Yeah. And this is really, really uncomfortable for a lot of people because a lot of people want to stay safe. A lot of people want to do the proven models. Mm-hmm. And actually from a brand perspective, being different, being remarkable, being the the person or the brand that actually goes against the grain. Being rebellious. <laughs> that's the power. Exactly. The rebellious brands mm-hmm. are actually the ones that are remember- memorable. Mm-hmm. The remarkable, memorable brands are different. So Think about that in your context. And it, it doesn't matter what you do, how you're showing up, you can be different in some way. Mm. 
there are so many ways to be different, but you need to be different in some way. And that's what you then need to build on moving forward. So yeah. what's your why? What makes you remarkable? What do you want to be remembered for? How do you then serve people? Mm -hmm. So what is the transformation you provide? Um, and how are you going to articulate that in a way that really connects? So it's all that connection piece as well. So what yeah. are the stories you want to tell? And I think once you've started from there, you can then start to share that with the rest of the world. Mm. I mean, there's so much more to go into, but top line. <laughs> yeah, and I think the the why is the like biggest question we get asked all the time. Like, why do you do what you do? And it can be a really hard one to answer at the start. I remember like first getting asked that and I was like, I, I couldn't answer it. I was like, well, because I like helping people. And I hear so many people say that now. And I'm like, no, that's not why. <laughs> you need to go deeper. You need to like peel back those onion layers and go deeper as to why you do what you do until you're at that core of what it is. And I know that for me, a lot of what the reason why I do what I do is to have freedom for my own family and to be able to travel the world. So it's time freedom, location freedom and financial freedom, right? So it's all based around that. But also I want to create that for other women. So helping other women to get out of their own fucking way and create wild success on their terms is like literally our tagline like that's what I stand for and it's so authentically you as well you live and breathe that like yeah. it, the reason why it works is because it's so true to your like DNA literally and that's why it's powerful I think where mm. people go wrong is they go so superficial mm. or they say things that they think they should say yes and actually that that never works mm -hmm. right the reason yours is amazing is because like you could talk to anybody in the street and you'd say the same thing it's genuine mm. like it's so real and that's why I think you've got an incredible brand because it's so authentically you as well. But it took a long time to get there, I have to say. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> when you start, I think in this world, it, it's quite daunting and you're afraid to be yourself, right? You're afraid to, not even afraid, it's like you think, okay, well, this is the way I should do it. This is the way everyone else is doing it. Maybe I should do it this way. And that develops a, a watered down version of you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know who, who I was when I came into mm. this world. That was my problem. So it wasn't a case of I was watering down who I was. For me, I didn't even know who, who I was. Mm. <laughs> that was my journey I've been on after, yeah. again, this is all about being real, right? So I'm keeping it real. Totally. After having two, <laughs> two the right podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> so full transparency, after having two babies, so my kids mm. are five and six now, but they were 13 months apart. So I was literally two years maternity Ooh. leave. It was carnage and chaos. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I lost myself a little bit. I came out of the workplace, two years maternity leave. I, I was, I was knee high in nappies and diapers <laughs> and like baby milk. And I was like, who, who am I now? I was fiercely ambitious before kids. Then I was a stay at home mom. And I was like, I, I felt this real disconnect. Mm. So I had to go on a real journey to figure out who I was as a person in my own independent right, as a mom, as a business owner, figure out that whole journey before I could then build a brand off it. Mm. So I think people expect to have the end product sometimes. Yeah. So early. And you you can, but I think you need help to get that. I think you need a coach. I think you need a mentor. I think you need like someone to pull that out of you to get to that place of clarity. Clarity again. But um I think it's you need you need to be in a place where you feel like 
that sense of alignment with who you are as an individual and then you can translate that to the rest of the world mm. so yeah I think I understand the whole watered down version part but I think I was one step even further than that I'm going I don't even know who I am yeah and that absolutely <laughs> can happen so Melissa who are you oh my god that question's coming do you know what I am I have gone back to who I was as a child is the best way I can put it because who I was under the age of 10 is who I feel I've come full circle to now. And I think this is really common because we as, as teenagers, as adults, get so affected by uh, the world. Uh, in the 90s, when I was growing up as a teenager, it's sort of media influences, uh, school education system, expectations. So much goes into forming our beliefs and expectations of ourselves mm. that that can warp who we are naturally. So that, that happened to me over the course of my life. And then I'd say in the last five years, I've really worked on coming back to who I was as a child, which is someone who is actually really happy. Like mm. I'm an optimistic person, like really happy with who I am. Uh, it's taken a long time to get there, full mm. transparency. So it's been a hell of a journey. But I'm, I'm genuinely super happy. And I think that comes with maturity, but it also comes with self-acceptance. Mm. I think it comes with... Um, I, I literally love what I do. Mm -hmm. So I was a theatre kid as a, as a child. Like I used to mm -hmm. love performing and singing and dancing and acting. And now I've realised my happy place actually being on a stage. Yeah. <laughs> and I I love uh, being on a stage and in, and and making other people feel like excited. Mm. That is probably a fundamental thing and part of my personality that I lost mm. through corporate. Through, I did a law degree, really academic, and I lost a lot of that creativity. And I used to be so creative as a child. And I think um, I've, I've just come full circle back to who I am meant to be. And that feels really, really good. Mm. Really good. So I'm super conscious of that as a mum as well. Like I want to make sure oh. my kids hold on to whatever that spark is that makes them them. Like mm. I don't ever want that, that to be knocked out of them. Yeah. through life you know so yeah I don't know if that answers your question in a roundabout way <laughs> oh absolutely and so for anyone that's listening that might feel like you felt right that uh, they don't know who they are they're a bit lost maybe there's other mothers out there that are you know on maternity leave right now they've been in a corporate job they're looking to start their own business their own brand tell me a bit about that journey for you like what it took and what steps you took, what maybe, you know, support and resources that you used to help find yourself again? Um, I think I was, I have always been super open to personal development. Like mm -hmm. I have, I would say throughout my 20s, I was a personal development junkie. Mm -hmm. I went on coaching courses when I was 24, 25. Like I wanted to be a coach always because I love unlocking potential mm. I've always been one of those people that likes to like understand how people think so I think that gave me a lot of tools to say actually when I was in the space where I wasn't quite feeling aligned and, and things didn't quite feel right I knew that I needed to seek understanding so mm -hmm. I sought to understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling what mm -hmm. tools could I use to actually get me thinking more uh, strategically and yeah. actually in a more positive like practical way so I went on I always want to be a coach I am a coach um, so I went on a neurolinguistic programming and breakthrough coaching course mm -hmm. invested in that which yes it's an investment but it's been the best investment ever because 
it gave me something outside of my current headspace. I think as soon as you open the door to learning, to taking on new challenges, to meeting new people, that then opens the next door on your journey. So I think the first step is just thinking, what do you love doing? And go and do it, whether that is going for runs or joining the gym or um, going, you know, going to the cinema club or doing book club. Just do something that makes you feel good. And I think also that surrounds you with other people who think and feel like you. And mm. um, that's really important because then that just naturally through conversation will open up your next step. And I just think it's important to always be moving forward. Like mm-hmm. keep developing yourself, keep moving forward and the next door will open. I'm a big believer in that. Like mm. keep moving and things will come your way. Oh, absolutely. I always say that what's for you won't pass you, you know. Exactly. Mm. But you've got to be open to it. Yeah. You've got to be open to it. But even like with, with you and I, right, like we crossed paths probably two years ago now. I would say. And, you know, you joined me inside Paradigm, my my membership, which is now which is is no longer. Um, And we've connected deeply for the last number of years and we've just decided to do a collaboration together. Right. So like and it's amazing and the energy behind it is incredible. And I'm so excited for it. But like that would have never happened, (laughs) you know, that was an Instagram relationship and I'm coming over and staying in your house. And, you know, know. it's like you build these incredible relationships online. Um, God, I talk to some people online more than I do my own friends. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm fully transparent. I actually do. Like my best, some of my bestest friends now are from the online space. And yes, we have met up in real life, but I just think. If you can go through life and business and and they prioritize real human connection, mm. that pays tenfold because people buy from people, you know, brands yeah. don't buy from brands, people do. So it's how do you actually harbor not not connections for the sake of, oh, what can I get from that person? But just actual <sighs> real, yes. real relationships. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely think things like this all come back. Yeah. And that's yeah. for me how I think we both build our businesses, don't we? I think it's mm. this amazing actually to be such a collaboration over competition sort of supportive environment I think it's lovely absolutely because there's space for us all like this is the industry is huge right Mm -hmm. we are like you know two people or whatever number of people that we're we're talking about in a a massive industry and that when I hear people say oh the industry is saturated and it's you know there's too many coaches or too many web designers or too many social media managers I'm like BS, total BS, because it comes down to you and your brand, right? And that's what people connect with. So it doesn't matter if you've got similar products and similar things. Your uniqueness is going to be your brand and how you do things differently. Exactly. Yeah. I was talking to um, uh, about, I think she's like a 19 year old uh, aspiring makeup artist this week. And she's Mm. a lovely, lovely girl. But her thing was, obviously, she spends a lot of time on TikTok. And her thing was, there are so many people trying to be, you know, get ready with me in the morning, like makeup artists mm. on TikTok. And I was like, there are, yeah, but if you love it and you believe in it, there are enough faces on this world that need makeup, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you you can still be that person yeah. for somebody. And and it's just flipping that mindset to um, just see potential and opportunity everywhere. That's what I do. I literally see every conversation an opportunity for something else. Like as in not 
but with a calculated way, but actually an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to connect. And I just think how amazing that we get to do this as a business owner, as a founder of our own businesses versus being in the corporate world where actually you might see the same people every day. You might not connect to people in the same way. I feel so lucky and blessed to be able to do this day in, day out. Yeah. And I, I share this with anyone who wants to talk. You know, I think it's a wonderful experience to collaboratively share. I think it's yeah. amazing. And uh, like going to a corporate event never excited me. <laughs> I don't know about you, but wow. I was like, oh, I got to travel for work. I got to go. And no, like it just didn't excite me. I loved like getting together with the team. But nah, like when I same. go, no. And when you go to entrepreneurial events or where you're you're with surrounded by you know women and other entrepreneurs that are doing what you're doing and creating businesses it is the best thing like I leave there no matter what the topic I leave there activated nourished you know having made connections relationships it's just so empowering could not agree more Mm. like I keep going back to the word energy and just like the energy is different it's, it's like intangible, but it's electric. Yeah. You, you don't get that in the corporate world. Like mm, you don't. No, no matter how incredible your brand is as a big brand, mm-hmm. you don't. No, that, you don't. That, yeah, that, that electricity is what is exciting. And mm. yeah, long may it continue. Yeah. So you and I have come together to create something exciting, which um, actually by the time this podcast airs, we'll, we'll have dropped it to our to our wait list because we currently have a wait list open um, we have a load of people jumping on that wait list the collaboration is called Ignition and because this is going to drop next Wednesday this podcast will be live maybe do you want to tell us what the event is about that we're doing oh don't want to give too much away but in in summary it is going to be Katie and myself to what I would say, highly experienced entrepreneurs in our own right, but also with experience of big brands, Mm. marketing, brand expertise coming out of our ears without being big headed. (laughs) (laughs) Just we we know our shizzle, right? We know our stuff. And what we want to be able to do is share this with you guys. So we know where people are struggling in communicating, in messaging, in marketing their business. And actually, we just want to make sure that they get to the core of that and are able to share it with the rest of the world. So it's going to be an in-person day. It's going to be super bougie, super exciting, really intimate. Yeah, we want it to be intimate because we want every single person there to leave feeling so held, supported Mm -hmm. and actually have tangible action steps to move forward with. So that's why we're keeping it small. But oh my God, I'm excited. <laughs> yes. So we're we're talking like female founders in a room together, very open conversations, um, networking opportunity afterwards, all of that, like really coming together, incredible energy, obviously when it's anything in person. Um, I'm going to be traveling to the UK, so it's going to be in London somewhere. We're not, <laughs> we're not going to share around and about um bougie lunch all the things and also yeah like what you're saying about like the whole messaging thing it's like this is what will make your offers sell right this is where you're going to get results and that's what we really want to help with but this is like 
what we're doing is industry first. It is, I have not seen an event like this in within our industry, within certainly our, our bigger, wider circles. Um, and I'm excited. I'm really excited. I feel, do you know where you get a feeling of, of something? I feel this is going to be, and I don't say this lightly, like game, game changing mm. for the businesses that attend. I think oh, yeah? it's going to be um, something that they will leave feeling they have elevated everything. Oh, like yeah. It's going to be such a intangible feeling mm. of action as well. Like they're going to yeah. leave with action. So yeah, it's going to it's going to be special. We don't do fluff. We don't do the fluffy shares. Fluff. No. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to be, you know, going into all the fluffy crap that every other event that you you might attend does, not all of them, but a lot of them you're going to get substance. And that was like, mm. you know, the and real. You get us to, to ask questions as well. I think that's really important. Mm. Like it's the fact that it's a two-way dialogue, you know? Yeah. You've got us two on the day to actually, to, to grill us, ask us yeah. questions. And we're there, we're there to help. And I think mm. that's the key thing. Like it's not us on a stage talking at you. It's it's a real workshop sort of uh, yeah. environment. In so, a room so you, together. Yeah. Yeah. So we work on it. And I think mm -hmm. that's really important because... Um, yeah, it's going to be action orientated, definitely. Yeah, and that's it. It's um, it's action orientated, but you also like have that fully full support of asking Always. us, and you know, we definitely we just say it how it is. <laughs> the two of us are very like that, and I think that's why we get on so well as well, right? Because we just you're like, yeah. Do you know what it is? It's because I think we're fiercely ambitious, mm -hmm. and why spend time? faffing around <laughs> when actually if you can cut to the chase and get there 10 times faster yeah. why not like yeah. why not just get it right get it right yeah. from the beginning do it once do it well do it right like, yes yes so like a lot of activation on the day yeah a lot of activation okay well I'm gonna leave the link in the show notes so for anyone that wants to join I will leave the link in the show notes where you can sign up for um the wait list once you're on the wait list you will get the details of everything and that's just gonna be I, I'm just so excited about it I'm and can we just say how quickly how quickly we've put this together <laughs> Rick, I'm laughing because it's like record time. Um, I take you a little bit longer to process. Katie runs, like runs 100 miles an hour. So impressive. So impressive. So I just had this idea on Thursday and I think I messaged you last Thursday. So, right, we're talking about Thursday. We jump on a call Friday morning. We have like the messaging, the, the core you know, fundamentals of it, ready to go. Saturday, we started promoting with video, uh, put some videos together. We started promoting. We got all the copy done over the weekend. We got the wait list up on Monday, like literally Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> it was like boom, boom, boom. And I think that's what happens when you've got like passion. That's what happens. Yeah. You've got that energy. And cl clarity as well. Oh, clarity. Yes. We knew exactly what it was about. There's no faffing. There's, mm -hmm. It's just like, this is who it's for. This is how it's going to help. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. And that, it just, I love that because I love the fast action. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> you, I have to say you are the queen of it. I'm like fast action queen over that. <laughs> but I have, I have to love it. I have to love it. Like I have to have passion for it. Like if, if that was like, you know, something else and someone said, okay, we need this done by Monday. I'd been like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Like I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Where do I start? But when it is something that lights me up 
I'm like, let's go, like get it out there. So I can't wait. It's going to be incredible. And I cannot wait to meet you and squeeze you in real life. This is just going to be two years down the line. (laughs) And we kept meaning to meet up on so many different events, but we kept crossing dates and everything else. So, yes, we are. We are here. Uh, Okay. So that's the event, right? The event's going to be amazing. It's called Ignition. Um, It is on the 20th of April because by the time this airs, it'll be... The details will be out there. Um, It is one day, one day together, London. It's going to be incredible. And yeah, any questions you can DM me on Instagram at rebelrising.co or Melissa at Ember. Ember Brand Agency. And it's E-M-B-R, right? Brand Agency. Or, I love that Irish. Or. 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 (laughs) E-M-B-R. But I like yours better. Or. (laughs) <laughs> oh, the Irish comes out in me uh, yeah for, for certain things <laughs> um, so tell me okay when it comes to like brand your your brand story your brand clarity all of that when it comes to values where do you see people maybe not like being true to themselves within their brand values mm, great question um, the majority of people businesses Mm. especially the worst offenders the big players actually the values they create for their brand are usually just put on a wall put on Mm. the website and then forgotten about Mm. um that's pointless no one cares right about just a piece of paper with some words on values come into play and they should be the things the ethos that you and your business live and breathe day Mm. in day out it's the moral compass of your business so they should be so tangible for you that if someone offered you a million pounds to do something or to take on a client that was against your values or your mm-hmm. moral compass, you should say no, in theory. Mm-hmm. It, sh- it should be that live and breathe, you know, life and death situation of living by those values. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to think, okay, how do I bring these values to life through every single touch point? So mm-hmm. for example, I'm just trying to think here. If one of your values is connection, let's say, because we've been talking about connection a lot. And yeah. It's a little bit fluffy, that one, but let's just use it as an example. How do you bring connection to life through every touch point? How do you build connection in your content? How do you build connection in your customer experience? How do you build connection in um, the things you say? How do you build connection in the products or service that you provide? Mm-hmm. How do you build connection in the packaging? It's like literally think about every single client customer touch point throughout the whole journey. And how do you bring that value to life? What's their experience and living it, literally Mm. living it. So that's the second point. And then the third point is to think in terms of your values, what do they mean to you? So you don't want to be choosing fluffy words that everyone will say. So like people have said, oh, I've got value of quality. I want to be really high quality. And you're like, well, mm. no one wants to be bad quality. So that <laughs> means nothing. Or, or I want to be, tr- I want to be trusted. Well, no one wants to be not trusted <laughs> or like, you know, so you've got to, you've got to have words that really mean something to you that are mm-hmm. quite unique to you, as unique as possible. Okay. And also then I would also say whatever that value word is, so say if we go back to the connection word, if connection is your value, something that you hold to be so true to important to how you do business, mm. write a couple of sentences as to what does that mean to you? Because my interpretation of connection could mean something totally different to your interpretation of the word connection. So I think especially when you're starting to build teams and hire people, 
you want to make sure that your values are so crystal clear as to how those values show up for your business. What do they mean? And how are we going to bring them to life? It needs to be such an ethos Mm. that you live and breathe by that no matter who in the business your customers or clients deal with, whether it's you as the founder or someone 10 years down the line taking a customer service call, they have the same experience and lived values. Yes. And I think that, I think corporates do this wrong. They're some of the worst people. I got a lot of value out of my corporate career. Let me tell you, a lot of experience and I will forever be grateful for that. Me too, me too. I think that, you know, there's a lot of things that, um, a lot of things that they could change. Like values, because I was a recruiter, right, for years, that's not even something that we ask in an interview. No. Right. I would always say whenever I do brand, I'm like, these values should be part of your recruitment process. Yeah. It's it's like, if they're not aligned, they ain't working for you. Yeah. That should be as simple as, yeah. Yeah. And I think by doing that, you create that, you know, team environment and ethos that is aligned with your brand. Yeah. Yeah. So even when you're hiring, if you're a, you know, uh, a coach or a mentor or a service provider and you're hiring a VA or like a VA virtual assistant or, I don't know, marketing administrator or like that, you know, an online business manager, customer service person. I think asking the questions, getting into the depth of who they are is more important than some of their experience, their skills. Especially if you're a small business, there's Mm. no room to hide behind layers of bureaucracy or anything like you. You want to also connect, like get on with the people, right? You want to have that shared experience as a customer so it's so important and actually I think it's something that is overlooked but actually it's it's a massive part of culture the culture you're Mm. creating as a business definitely like freedom is big for for me and I want like my team members to also value freedom and like that freedom for me means financial location and time freedom it's not just time freedom but also adventure right to be able to bring that into to travel like that for me is freedom right to be able to travel and and see the world and that's the core and also Mm. like really standing by our truth and you know that self-awareness being very self-aware is definitely part of rebel rising and it's been a journey but I think I want other people to that come into our team to either really value that and want to be more self-aware or be already self-aware, right? It's one or the other. Yeah. And it's, it's thinking, how do you then bring that to life as well? So mm. that value of freedom, what does that mm. mean? So when you run, so say when you've got, it seems like you had a team of 20 people and freedom was one mm. of your values. What, what, does, what does an away day look like for you? What does a team building look like for you? Is mm. it that actually you go freaking traveling or you go rock climbing? It's oh, yes. an adventure. Uh-oh. Like how yes. do you, how do you bring that sense of freedom mm. and adventure into everything? Everything yeah. and and I think that's the, such a miss because everyone the bigger companies get they tend to apart there are, there are exceptions. Apple being one, like Apple's amazing, living and breathing mm. their brands. But um, generally, the bigger companies get they they dilute their brand mm-hmm. and and in terms of how they live and breathe it, it becomes so. Um, vanilla and safe they forget Mm. about injecting that bit of personality into things and that's part of the fun that's part of the fun about creating your own brand you get to bring it to life (laughs) absolutely so as we're closing off this podcast I I want you to share like 
one piece of advice for our listeners when it comes to like if they could walk away from this podcast with just one single takeaway, like one thing to go and implement in their business, to go and do, what would you say that that is in terms of their brand story? I would say, it's a really good question. I would say, close your eyes and connect to that vision in five years time of your business, of your brand. Because especially in the beginning when you're wearing every hat under the sun, you're doing all of the things, you're doing all of the jobs, your finance director, marketing director, your everything, you can get so lost in the detail of delivery mm-hmm. that you forget to dream. So a big part of brand is actually dreaming big, thinking global and create this vision that is so clear in your mind about the brand that you want to build and then work backwards from that. Think about what mm-hmm. it is that you actually want for your business and why are you doing what you're doing? So you talked about freedom there. Like, mm-hmm. what is that vision? And I think so many people lose that really early because it suddenly mm-hmm. becomes a whirlwind and they start spinning. So go back to the, the vision that you have, the why you're doing it and start creating tangibly what that means for your mm-hmm. business and your brand. And you you can't build the detail without having that bigger picture vision to oh, begin like with. I can see it I am like yes I can see me, me in Bali with my kids and they're by the pool and I'm there with my laptop doing my work and oh, I can just go. see it like you know that's what I want that freedom to to travel obviously my husband's there as well you know <laughs> he'll be editing this podcast it happens, happens to be that <laughs> <laughs> but you know being able for the two of us to do our work from whatever location when the kids have their school holidays and it's yeah that's a, a real dream. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then how do you translate that into your message? So mm. how do you then translate that vision you have into why you're doing what you're doing from a brand's perspective? Mm. So it's the bigger picture stuff that people forget, actually. Yeah. It's the exciting stuff. That's <laughs> it. It is. I was just going to say, it's the exciting, it's the creativity, it's, it's the daydreaming. And I think often we forget to daydream. Mm. forget to daydream so if there's one thing you do today just dream a little bigger Mm. just dream a little bigger and just know that someone has walked the path before so it's entirely possible oh yes love it melissa this has been incredible thank you so much for joining me today do you want to just share where everyone can find you i'm going to put your details obviously in the show notes as well but share your instagram again your socials your website all of that Sure. So I hang out on Instagram a lot, which is um, at Ember, E-M-B-R, Ember Brand (laughs) Agency. Um, Or you can find us at the website, www.emberbrandagency.com. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And thank you. I've really enjoyed it. And thank you for being the very first Rebel Rising podcast guest. First of many, the first of many absolutely well thank you all for listening and we will see you next time on the rebel rising podcast until then 